Y'all for tuning back in episode five. Darkness, everybody. Darkness. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, speaking of, before I get to the intro, so everybody kept listening to the podcast. I kept being told, you said, man, take your damn jury off. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? I got a watch. Man, you keep flicking your watch. I said, what are you talking That's not me. That's Tim. It's <laughs> me. Spirit fingers over here. Got, got to record this one so God won't put up soon. But Spirit fingers over here got rings on their fingers. So that's not me, y'all. That's him clicking. Just want to let y'all know. But today is a very, 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 very special day because we finally got Temple in the building. That's right. So with that said, I'm going to shut up and let her introduce herself. Well, my name is Temple Jackson. Um, I It's a pleasure being here today. I, I thank you guys for um, allowing me to share with your audience because I think there's a lot of things out here that, you know, we can really share with society to make us all a better people. So I uh, really appreciate you all for having me out today. And hopefully, um, we can not only enlighten your audience, but enlighten ourselves as well. So, thank you for having me at Cocktails and Conversations. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for showing up. Um, I know this is not Manifesting Mondays. I think that's what it's called. Um, and I know I probably did my homework this week either, but you know, it is what it is. I'm going to get to it. Uh, of course. <laughs> um, but we're here. And um, we had a topic for today. And... Well, well, I can talk about that. So um, today we wanted to address um, just some life principles and things as far as being able to live a happier life. There's a lot of people that are dealing with mental mental health issues. Uh, mental wellness has totally been the topic of discussion since I believe COVID hit. Mm-hmm. You know, people are just basically... Um, isolated and Mm -hmm. um, they had to spend time with themselves in which um, most people don't even like themselves. And they started to realize that during COVID. Yes, yes, yes. So because of that, now they've opened the world back up and we have a big chaotic mess. (laughs) And so um, I believe that um, today we're going to talk about it's all on you. That's um, the discussion for today. Yep. Um, uh, and the reason why I believe that that's a good topic is because people don't realize that when it comes to whatever life you want to live, it's really all on you. Um, all right, Tupac. It, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I am a hype man. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it is um, uh, there are certain things that come into play when it comes to having a 
a happier life. And in order for you to be able to do that, um, you have to have a certain amount of accountability mm. for yourself um, and how your emotions and how you move about this earth. And so those are some of the things that I would love to um, talk to the audience about and um, basically you gentlemen as well. So emotions make you cry sometimes. All right, all right. (laughs) (laughs) And um, with what's going on in the world today, um, that's the reason why we're dealing with manifesting. Um, And I'm not going to talk a lot today. I know I talk too much at times, but it is what it is. Um, the, the, The essence of manifesting and where you have to start it. Um, again, I've been doing some courses with you and I, and I, I say this because when you're doing what you're supposed to, everything works the way you want it to work out. And you have me reading this book called the game of life. Yeah. If you don't have the book, I'm trying to tell y'all, <laughs> I think it's like Florence Clarence or something like yeah. that. See, I remember the name of the book. Um, <laughs> pick up the book. Because in the book, it's, it's, it's a quick read, but it's very in-depth. And it discusses how, this is where it starts from, and I'm just giving the background before she started running, uh, <laughs> about how it's all on you. If you're my, you have to see it before it's there, as we've always been taught. And most of us will believe something. And I remember a few episodes back, Tim was talking about the manifesting of you have to write it down first. The mind has to see it. And again, most of us think the mind has to see it. And I dreamed it. And we talked about a dream and a vision. A dream is when you're asleep. A vision happens when you're awake and you have to start turning into reality. And the manifesting, the manifesting is turning these dreams and visions into reality. But your mind has to be focused. So with that, I'm going to try to moonwalk off this mic a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And let let Brother Tim and Sister Temple start rolling. Well, um, I'm glad you mentioned it. You you mentioned some really um, um, principles that are foundational to manifestation. Mm. So, like, um, I remember, um, because I've had, like, um, such a lovely journey when it comes to uh, manifesting and, and... the funny thing about it is I've noticed like um, there's this wave right now. Um, and I think it started like with the secret, um, that mm-hmm. movie. People were just like, oh, that, that, that's the buzzword these days, man. I'm going to manifest this and manifest right, right, that. Right. People just throwing the word around and they really don't really know what it means, what it really means and what's attached to it. Yeah. But just to um, give you some background, um, back in 2012, I was just having a really turbulent year. I had gotten into a car accident. I got hit from behind. I was going through physical therapy. Mm. A couple months later, my brother-in-law passed away. My sister had four kids all under the age of five, um, in which she now had to bear the responsibility of all those children. Her youngest was five months old wow. when he passed. Mm. Um, so I was also assisting her and then less than two months later, my father had a stroke and I also had to take care of him. And then I was working full time and I had a racist boss. Oh, not the racist boss. Yeah. We don't have those things. (laughs) (laughs) So here it is. 
I'm in 2012. I'm going through physical therapy, helping my sister with four small children under the age of five, helping to nurse my father back to health um, after having a severe stroke and dealing with a racist boss and grieving because my brother-in-law had just passed away. And it gotten to a point where I was so stressed out. I was starting to lose my hair. Like it was visible. Like, you know, how them sisters be losing their edges. Mm-hmm. Like all the edges was gone. I mean, it was just straight bald. Like <laughs> Stevie Wonder in the speech. I was Stevie Wonder. <laughs> it was just gone. <laughs> okay. Okay. Coolio. Okay. And yeah. And, and then, um, you know, I was just really stressed out. But the funny thing is, people don't realize, like, you can still be functional and be stressed out. So here it is. I'm working. I'm still doing all these things. But I didn't feel that way. But my body was showing signs of me being stressed out. Mm. And then finally, I, it, you know, like, just starting to lose my hair was it, it, it. I think that was the tipping point because then I was like, oh, my God. What's going on with me? Like, do I have cancer? I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Mm. And so I said, I got to do something about this. And I um, start, uh, that's when I had saw the movie, The Secret. I was like, oh, I need some of that. Mm-hmm. I was like, whatever that is, I need the magic. The you know, sauce. that's what I thought it was. The special sauce. And I um, run into this lady. Uh, her name was Mimi Williams. She had posted online something talking about, I'm going to teach law of attraction classes. I was like, oh, that's the secret. Let me go ahead and sign myself up. <laughs> and it's funny because those classes was like a segue into meditation. I had no idea. So, like, I'm sitting here coming to classes, and it convicted me religiously because I grew up Pentecostal. You know, like, my parents were very religious, and, like, the number one thing they would always say is, like, we don't meditate. We don't do that kind of stuff. That's that little magic stuff. That's that voodoo. Yeah, that's the voodoo, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so I felt very convicted because here it is. I'm going to this lady's class once a week, and, like, I can remember myself sitting there and she's like, okay, we're going to get into meditation and everybody closing their eyes and they humming and stuff. And I'm sitting here looking at these folks like, what's wrong with y'all? About to be humming? About to start floating around the room? She letting the lights go down. I'm like, why is we humming? Going to sleep? What are we doing? What's happening here? So I was just like, okay. But finally, like, I was like, well, I keep coming here. We had to pay to get into. So I'm like, why am I paying my money? And I'm not even sitting here humming with the rest of these folks. Right, right. right. So eventually. I better start humming. Right. I was like, oh, so this $30, I need to start humming. Exactly. So eventually I was just like, okay, maybe I should just try. Mm. Because I know it's something different. I know I was told. Like, this is bad, but I got to try something because based upon my current life, all of my religious beliefs and everything that I grew up in, none of that stuff is working. I done prayed to God a million times, and here it is, my hair is still falling out. Don't stop praying, though. <laughs> I'm not saying don't, that you stop praying. I'm just saying the prayer alone right. was not working. Right. It was not working. Belief alone counts for nothing. Yeah. And so what I discovered, like, um, meditation is really the first step to manifesting. I didn't realize this. She was just, like, leading me into, 
like the, the principles of, of manifesting. And so, you know, the meditation was the first part. It was really just starting to calm me down. I noticed that like my life started to change. Like the circumstances never changed, but how I reacted to them changed. Mm. So like when I returned back to work, I was able to deal with the racist boss now. You know, because like his words didn't affect me in the same way. Shout out to the racist boss. <laughs> <laughs> I was still able to help my father and nurse him back to health after this stroke because the pressure of that was not as strong because I was centering myself every day. Mm. And then helping my sister, I was getting her kids every other weekend and taking care of a five-month-old, two-year-old, three-year-old, and four-year-old. <laughs> For me not have, being a mom at all, <laughs> to okay. helping her take care of those four kids every other weekend, like, it became less stressful because I'm like, oh, like, I am able to really control my emotions and really understand how to balance life. It, it was just really all about balance. And so, um, so the number one principle to living a happier life and manifesting the life that you want is meditation. And for those who are, um, ha- have a difficulty accepting, um, meditation, I would say this, what I discovered is meditation is not anything against your religious practices, mm-hmm. Really what it is, what I discovered is I still pray every day. Mm-hmm. I realized that prayer is the opportunity for me to show gratitude to God, to thank him for all the things that he has allowed me to have <clears throat> in life or, you know, the experiences, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Meditation, on the other hand, is giving God the opportunity to speak to me. Can I put a little- my, my little interpretation on it. Some seasoning <laughs> salt. I got some Larry's. Um, so with, again, I, I, I'm thankful for you coming on because it'd be hard as hell for me to get my mother on here because <laughs> 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 she's the one starting me on this path. Um, meditation and prayer, you were breaking down the differences between the two. I looked at meditation as, again, meditation is clearing the mind of foolishness. Becoming at one with yourself, being able to resonate with whatever's around you and just becoming more comfortable. Prayer is, like you said, the second level where you're talking to God and then being able to go forth. So what meditation to me became is a clearing slate of the mind. So I'm putting it in the perspective of everybody understanding. Everybody went to do prayer at one point. And then that crazy thought popped up in the little prayer. You're like, oh, shit, I got to start again. Oh, God, my, my, my apologies, God. And I ain't mean to think that. Yeah, you, you, you listen to me. You know what I'm talking about. Don't act like you know what I'm talking about. So when you start meditating and start clearing all of these thoughts out your head, because you are, like we talked about, I think it was the last show, we were talking about the over dating of information that we're getting nowadays oh, yeah. on social media. You're getting bombarded by a lot. Right. I mean, a lot of people don't know where to go with the information. It's just, honestly, to me, and I ain't mean to cut you. Are you out here, bro? We, we brothers. Go ahead, man. But one thing I look at it is when you're 
developing thing. But uh, by the way, uh, brother Yusuf, brother Yams <laughs> took the, the best meal ever. But anyone, especially us melanated people, we know that you can't cook in a dirty kitchen. Ah. If you have a, 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 you got a meal that you're planning, the first thing you got to do is you got to clean up your kitchen. Mm. And you got to keep it clean. Yes. And so as you're bringing out everything in, you, you're bringing out your pots and pans, you're bringing out your ingredients, you have to do what they call clean as you go. Yes. And the same thing with manifestation. You, when you're in prayer and you still got a, a junky kitchen, the kitchen being the mind, okay, you're going to contaminate your meal. And so when you're contaminating your thoughts, there's no focus. You can't focus on the things that you're trying to bring forth. And so we, a lot of times, we don't understand that, first of all, a lot of people think that it's in conflict with their religion or their uh, spirituality or their church or their mom. Because Jesus said something in the scripture, have you not read? The things that you are looking at, if you read in your various Bibles, in your Quran, mm. read in the uh, Torah too. In the Torah. And in many of your, matter of fact, all they go through the exact same principles. It goes to capture those thoughts and make them obedient unto the word of God or the peace of God. And an idle mind. That was workshop. But what it is, you have to take control of your thoughts mm-hmm. and bring those things. It's the same thing that we've always been taught. And a lot of us have not been taught the full truth. They don't know what the full, it teaches you. A lot of the scriptures that we read have been taken out. Like I tell you, okay, when you pray and this, that, and the other, but the exact scriptures of how to do it. The the completion of one of the scriptures, it's not just how to pray to God, but how to, the second part of it is literally, and you live in the thing that you're asking for as though it is in the now. Look at this and that has been taken completely out. Mm. It's out of, it's taken completely out of our ancient scriptures. And the thing is, we're not the ones that's in the control of the information. Mm. But we're also taught, especially those of you who are Christian or Muslim, that everything is not contained there. Mm. It literally says, everything is not here. <laughs> and seek and you shall find. Right. And I think that that's the best part about the chaos. The chaos is actually the blessing <clears throat> because it makes you go and search because you don't learn anything by being taught. Like we talked talk before, you learn about doing. Mm. And so in, in that in that search, you gain the knowledge. It's in the in, in that, that 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 gathering, you gain that. But I I'm 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 excited about having Temple here because <laughs> um it's it's funny because 2012 was my journey. And that's when um me and Yusuf really start hanging tough. Oh, yeah. I was going through it, uh one of my many divorces. <laughs> wow. And he was the first person that taught me about a vision board. And we sat down and we had a vision board day. And I was right, like, I had right. never heard about it. And I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and I took it seriously. Start, you know, putting everything on there. And at the time, anyone, any man that's gone through a divorce, you are broke, broke. I was broke and busted. And the only thing I had was muscles. That was it. <laughs> I, was, I was still in the army, you know what I mean? So I was going through it. The only thing that, that kept me, and he would work with me like, you got to keep your mind together. Yeah. You, you got to, you, you're a man. You, you can't send in no depression. You got to work. You got to yeah. be about your father's business. Yeah. And Yusuf was very regimented. He still is. He was, you know, he up and he, he, he journaled. 
And I was like, man, I got to get some of that. And the thing about it, in the Army, I was what you call a um, resiliency mm. sergeant. So I stopped soldier suicide. Oh. I um, trained um, soldiers. We were having a lot of soldiers. Still do. You have a lot of soldier suicide. But there were a lot of soldiers that were just. Thank you for doing that. I just want to let you know. Thank you for doing that, brother. We had a lot of soldiers who were just killing themselves, you know. And um, they couldn't figure out. At first, it was like, well, it, it must be because they're coming back from war. Then we started getting um, other soldiers who had never been to war who were killing themselves. And it was like, maybe it's these more enlisted, these young soldiers. Then we were literally getting the mental health physicians, commanders, high level people that were killing themselves. And so they were training us to train other people on how to get their minds developed. And, mm. you know, it, it means so much different when you have people that's close to you who have committed suicide. And I found out a really good friend of mine, one of my God brothers, he was feeling low. He called me and said, you know, one of my best friends in the Army just killed himself. I'm like, man, I just went through that. One of the guys I grew up with killed himself. And we found out it was the same guy. Mm. And so, Damn. you know, and a lot of times people don't show signs. Yeah. And, like, we're living in a time where people are doing well in all the outward appearances of success, but if the mind is not right and the mind is not clear and doesn't have a focus, they have a, a term that they use called catastrophizing. And that means when a person... Spell it. Well, let me tell <laughs> But catastrophizing means that a person, when they see a bad thing and then something else happens and then they see something else happens, and it keeps going into a downward spiral. Go let you finish that one. Yeah. This is go ahead, go ahead. Because what happens is we're not focusing our minds on the things that are going right. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's always someone who's doing a lot worse than you. Mm. And even through your messed up situations, there's a blessing in it. Mm-hmm. You go through it for a reason. Yeah. And there's a lot of lessons in it. Like I was going through a divorce, yet I'm Coaching all these other guys in their marriages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going through it. You know? going yes. through it. I was going through it. You yes, know? Yes. But I had to learn that I have a lot of blessing. I actually had found a partner to get married to, to be able to divorce. A lot of people have never experienced loving someone. Mm. A lot of people have never experienced a downtime. So the people who are around them, they don't know if they're for them or not. That's true. Uh, meeting, we we met a lot of people who had a lot of money, and um, <laughs> he was telling me, "Look, we can't even go to the family reunion. Uh, my uncle kidnapped me last time. Oh. Like a lot of who 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 you know you, you when you got a cookout and Pull you want to make barbecues <laughs> and stuff like that, and your cousins waiting downstairs to snatch you. You know that's wow. something that everybody don't want to experience. No. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I hate that to put two in, in the family member. <laughs> but as we're talking about cash." Catastrophizing. That word. <laughs> We're talking about catastrophizing, something like that. I thought of you when the person's having the. I was having a, uh, having a moment where um, I was talking to you. you just, I hadn't told you at that point. I was going through stuff and like it was just like we talked on, on the last show. You know, you have this one moment where everything is like it's going going great. At the other moment where everything is just going to shit. Yeah, what you talking about? <laughs> so, at that point, you said something. No, my mama said something about clear your mind, son. Go, go, go sit down. And I talked with you, and it was like, well, have, have you done your manifesting? Have you? Leave me alone. 
<laughs> I would say, have you been meditating? That, I mean, that was always a consistent thing for me. Right. Because, um, you know, just to go back on what uh, Brother Tim was saying, like, everybody has a certain degree of catastrophizing that they're dealing with on a she daily basis. Elevated the word a little bit. <laughs> no, it's true. And so, like, just like how he described, he was going through a divorce and, you know, like he was counseling other men. I even described earlier catastrophizing, like, the the, the series of events that happened to me back in 2012. And so everybody mm-hmm. goes through a period in which they're doing that. Yes, ma'am. And, um, and, and like I mentioned before, like I was under like functional depression, yeah. to be honest with you. And I think that a lot of people out here are going through functional depression. It looks like, oh, I'm okay and I'm fine, but really mentally that they're not all there. And unfortunately, they don't feel, especially in the black community, we don't feel comfortable enough sharing that with anyone. We feel like that it's a a, a lonesome battle mm. that we have to deal with ourselves. That's right. And in addition to that, we don't feel like there are other people who can identify and be able to speak to the things that we're going through in our circumstances. Mm. And therefore, what happens is that downward spiral continues to go downward until a person gets to the point of suicide. And so I I believe that now is really the time, like because people are dealing with so many mental health issues that we do start having the conversations of, okay, look, this is how you deal with certain things mentally, because we never address that in the black community at all. You know, like, how do I deal with all of the things that I just deal with regular life? In addition to that, we also deal with things that are post-slavery, you know? So if you think about it, we're dealing with our own issues and then dealing with issues from our ancestors. And we have this combined chaotic life in which we didn't even set up for ourselves. It was already put into the plan. And so now we have to figure out how do I navigate through life with all of these, my own life obstacles, but then with these additional obstacles that are already in set in society from, um, from the way that America was built. You know what I mean? Yes, so, so, yeah. No, with that being said, <laughs> I guess, you know, I have to pay, so I ain't going to give it to y'all free. But <laughs> with that being said, you know, Miss Temple, start discussing, you know, just some basic things that we as people should be doing as we're clearing our mind and the world is literally in hell. It's not even going on. I think we done stepped into the first, into the little entrance way and just looking around right now before we take a deep dive over it. Um, <laughs> so what should people be doing at this point to keep themselves focused as things are spiraling, just Hey, what should we be doing right now just to, to stay focused and, and not giving up? Because suicide going up, you know, money is going down. <laughs> right. Inflation going up. <laughs> right. Right. So everything that you want to go up is going down. Everything you want to go down is going up. So we're in the opposite world right now. What should we be doing? Or can we be doing? So uh, you're only in the opposite world. If you see it that way, 
It's all based upon your own perception. Because think about it. There are some constants in life. Inflation is a constant. Like, we've been through inflation before. We've been through the stock market going up and down, real estate up and down. These are consistents. Um, Change is also consistent. Yeah, it's the only thing that stays the same. So if that's the case and you already know that, then it's important for you to remain balanced through all throughout all of the changes. And so really having a strong belief in something like some people have no belief in anything. <laughs> and, and that's their biggest challenge. It's okay. Like, can, I, can I put a, a little <laughs> direction on that? Gotta have a belief in something of a higher power. Because I can have a belief in this alcohol bottle. That's a belief. It's gonna make me comfortable. This is sure. So, you know, I'm just why are you talking? I just want to put that. Believe in the God, not just that alcohol bottle or somebody's legs. Go ahead. <laughs> well, those aren't beliefs, those are addictions. So let's be clear. High five. You know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, you know? let me step back off that one there. Okay, she didn't correct me. That's an addiction. Uh, so, I, and what I'm saying, belief, that is in reference to a higher power or, you know, whatever it is that helps you have an understanding of your existence. Mm. You know, because you have to have an understanding of that mm-hmm. before you even value your own existence. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I would advise people to do is, um, you know, if you're at a point where you cannot uh, feel you or you just feel like like life is just unbearable. Uh, people always say, well, just pray. And I would say prayer is good. But it's even how you go about praying that makes the difference. And what I discovered in my journey is, like I mentioned before, prayer is really meant for you to take a look at the little things that God has allotted you and to show your gratitude. So, like, you know, somebody might be saying, you know, I'm depressed because people at my job are treating me bad or, you know, I'm living in this little box that they call an apartment. And really, you have to learn how to appreciate the box. If you can't appreciate the box, the box won't become bigger. You know, if you can't, if you can't appreciate the job, you can't go and ask God. God knows that already knows the desires of your heart. Right, right. You can't. He already knows you want a better job. But you can't go and ask God for a better job if you're not even appreciative of the job that you have. My mom always says you know? God can't give you more if you ain't appreciating a little. Yeah. You know. You know what? The thing I've learned is that a lot of us have less because that's exactly what we deserve. That's what God, we are. That, that's disrespectful. You know, I know, you know, <laughs> that's disrespectful. With, with what I've learned in life is, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, this thing about manifestation, you get what you are. And I don't, I used to have, oh, I believe in this, but there's no beliefs. It's what you know. And I'm Mm. explaining it like this. When we say the thing that we call faith, that's not, God doesn't operate off faith and I'm going to prove it to you. When God, for those of you who follow Christianity or Islamic belief, when we say that he spoke things and he says that he didn't say, I believe there's light. No. He didn't think of there, there might be a chance of, of making man. His name isn't 
I believe his name is I am. Yes. I am. He's in am. the state of being at all times. Not believing. When we say that we have a faith in something, the thing is, when God showed me how to create, it was in the state of knowing. Mm, absolutely. I know what I know. It's just like when if you have a mother that loves you and you love her, you don't have to believe it. You know it. When a child is finally able to take this first step, they're not believing. They know. Mm-hmm. When you're finally educated and not indoctrinated, if you're at the top of your echelon of, let's say, your field of study, and you can create things. And I have a father. He's a brilliant builder. He doesn't believe he can do it. He knows he can't. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and so when you are, and I'm just going to go ahead and we just speak some principles. When you're trying to create something into this thing, it starts off as belief. It starts off as belief. And it starts off as faith. But when he's saying that when it takes the faith of a mustard seed, or uh, what we don't understand is without doubting. Yes. Belief is a form of doubt. Because I don't have to believe anything that I know. It's what it is. If I say the fire hot, it's not because I believe that fire might be hot. I believe that no. I know it's hot. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when you get into manifesting and you want to bring things into this realm, I, I love to use the, the 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 point of technology. The things that you're listening to us on, if you're on, most people are on their cell phones right now. They're looking at and listening to an impossibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's something that should not exist, yet it is. This thing has more technology than most supercomputers had 20 years ago. And it's in the palm of your hands. And the things that we're able to do, we're able to have conversations and carry on whole relationships a world away from somebody. Because someone had a thought that they manifested into reality. And me being from an army background, a military background, I want to share something about meditation. A lot of people don't know that the... Government and the military is well aware of what manifestation is. I was telling uh, Yusuf a few minutes ago. Yeah. Two minutes ago, 1983, there was um, there's a declassified document on the CIA website about the Gateway Project, mm. and it talks about the quantum physics involved in manifestation and how to actually do it. And he talked. There's a uh, someone talking to his commander in the document about the different trainings that they had to go through, how they had to go through different realms, and how to actually take the occult uh, stigma out of it so that it didn't seem like hocus-pocus or mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. He even had to talk about how, you know, it. he had to speak to it in a way that it doesn't offend anyone because it's not against their religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. Now, if the government spent, you know, millions. so much money, millions, and time and research, we don't do anything but just because we, we, we tricking people into it or we want to make something like they don't spend that type of money, that type of time on things. And if you know, if you want to research this, what you want to do is go to CIA.gov, go into the little corner, you'll see a menu button, go down into there, you'll go into resources, you'll see the Freedom of Information Act, you click on that. The next page will be a search bar. You type in the Gateway Project, you'll see a PDF file. It's the second one. You'll actually see this PDF file. You can see all the images that they have on the brain, 
and how it's discussed. He said something that was interesting. He said, hey, one of the physics physics, uh, professors that was learning from the class and teaching from the class, this means that this has existed for a long time. Uh The Gateway Project actually started in 1953. A lot of people don't know. A lot of the the principles that we see are very old principles of things that they've been known about. Now, this declassified document is written 40 years ago. So they've been all the stuff that we're talking about now, and we're talking about the secret and stuff. Just like they told you, those things, they've been known about this yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. and that this is a very old project that he's talking about. But he said something that was unique. He said, "Hey, you're just you're talking from logic and not from thinking." <laughs> and I said, "You know, that's an interesting way of putting that. A lot of us think logically, and they use one hemisphere of their brain. A lot of things we feel spiritually." Mm-hmm. We have gut instincts for a reason. Mm-hmm. And he literally shows you the science behind mm-hmm. using your right brain and your left brain and using your brain as a whole. Yeah. It's the same thing that people get into these uh, conversations about male and female when it takes us off. Yeah. And so when we're talking about manifesting things and, and overcoming, that was just the first steps, overcoming yeah. your blocks. Yeah, um, There's a beautifully written book that I would love for everyone to, uh, to read. It's called How to Get What You Want. And what what you have by Dr. John Gray, the same guy that wrote uh, "Men from Mars, Women from Venus." Ah, uh, yeah. I had to he read that book. Great book, and uh, it starts out uh. telling you about you know how to accept yourself. Mm. And so, for a lot of people, they a lot of people are used to hearing things from the point of getting what you want out of life. But there's another perspective. A lot of people already have those things that everybody wants. Yeah. All of you know, and outwardly they look very successful. But like you said, they're function. They're functional. What, what, what did you What did you call it? Um, they have functional depression. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're achieving and achieving. Yeah, and they're really running from those things. Yeah, that that really plague them at night. But that's how the book starts off. It tells tells you about appreciating what you've achieved, and tells other people how to gain more. And then it goes completely deep in something I wasn't ready for. Mm. It was teaching me how to. Stop trying to outsmart myself by pretending that I had everything worked out. And the first time I was going through my little divorce and I was praying, I was, Lord, give me the answer. Oh, Lord, Jesus. And God gave it to me in the way that most black people don't want in a book. Yeah. And I started mm-hmm. reading and it started convicting myself. And I was able to, I've been through therapy. And a lot of us are intelligent, and we can trick ourselves into thinking that we're healed. Uh-huh. We can trick ourselves. We can have the, the therapist and all that. And he was teaching why the therapy didn't work and how you actually have to do the work, mm. how you have to address those issues. Some people will do the rituals. They'll write down who hurt me on the paper, and they'll burn it, and they'll you know say their prayers, and they'll go shout, and they'll go, you know, what would... Um, uh, so let's say I, I tried to sex it away. I tried to sex <laughs> it away. Yeah. Away, away, away. Doing the Come on, cranes, baby. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? It's the thing is, it's going through it. And I had to learn that every part of what did, I had a part in that. Yeah, you got situations going to happen. Like the, the word say it rain on both the righteous and the unrighteous. Yes, sir, it does. But at the end of the day, what are you going to do about it? So yeah, that's true. Like you were yeah. saying, we all have our part in this. Mm-hmm. And we're still on manifesting and we're still on meditating 
and we're still in the building with Temple. She's just in the building. In the building. I'm going to get her to talk some more. Um, the thing about, like you just said, it is we all play our part in all of this. Mm-hmm. And in dealing with me, my meditating, the biggest thing, and they say you point one finger, but you got three pointing back at you. <laughs> and it's the three pointing back at you that you always want to avoid and not deal with. But the reality is, like we said, there's three, always three sides to a story. His, hers, and the truth. Mm-hmm. And you have to put your part in this story because you have to understand that you played a part in this. And, and I'm saying this, and I, I, Yusuf speaks usefully <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I'm sorry, I said usefully. So um, even when it comes down, because we're both three times the four. No, I'm one time, you three times, two times. Yeah. Like, this, we're not getting no, three. We're, no. ne- we're not going to get no three. No. We had two. No, that's right. No, you had the one you're supposed to have. <laughs> so, but in our divorce, do you believe you played a part in everything? Yeah. Now, honestly, to be honest, that was a time in my life. Everything got me here. But that's my point. Yeah. Everybody who goes through these different problems in their life, we try to look at what someone else did. Uh huh. And we're not focusing on, well, Yusuf, you were not coming home on time. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can say work, but were you doing enough to generate to even justify it? But even just, they can't even justify it. She is a human. She has a child now. You have to create the balance in the family life that it is not just a baby. It's not her responsibilities. You're supposed to be home. Okay. Well, you cheated. He cheated in a relationship. Well, I didn't do anything that caused him to cheat. And maybe, maybe not. But look at yourself and what were you doing? Did he bring something along the way? Talk about nagging. Did he say something or did she say something? I'm not saying this is how, how, how it always happens. I'm saying that everybody plays a role somehow or another. Like we talked about in the show last week, the Hollywood, I think it was two weeks ago, Hollywood divorce. <laughs> Hollywood divorce happens as a result when someone stops doing what they're supposed to do. If you were doing, the, as we're always taught, However you got them, that's what you got to do to keep them, right? Mm-hmm. And if you start changing that at some point, then what happens? Well, let me interject real quick. Only because I, I think that um, oftentimes we're always trying to find somewhere to place blame, right? Right. When it comes to situations like this. Sometimes you have been the responsible person and done everything that you needed to do as far as the relationship is concerned. Sometimes... The role that you played was just a bad decision. The things that you decided to ignore, you know, instead of just saying, hey, you know what? Like, this is not something I'm willing to allow. That's it. Yeah. Sometimes it's just that it's not the fact that, oh, well, you know, I did something bad because people are always looking at situations like, okay, who did this bad and who did that? Thank you for the correction. I'm not trying to say you didn't you didn't do something (laughs) bad. A decision was made. Yeah, and and sometimes it's just the lack of a decision. Maybe the decision needed to be, okay, I'm going to leave temporarily until you get your junk together and decide that you're in this relationship. But the other thing is, you should have been in a relationship in the first place. Honestly, when it comes to manifesting, 
you are you are a vibrational match to that person. Correct. Because y'all attracted to each other in the flaws and in the perfections that you had before reason. Because you are what you one thing I had to learn was I was exactly what I was attracted. Mm. I was a match to it. Mm. Yeah. I want to save everybody. Captain Save a Hope. Man, what you talking about? <laughs> and the, the the thing about it is a lot of people who want to save are the ones that need to be saved. Right. But can't nobody save you? You got to save, save yourself. yourself. In the <laughs> word, in the word, it said, "God told." Uh, 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 let me get it right. Um, I'm, I'm trying to it was think Moses, about the word. And then it mm-hmm. was uh, right after Moses. It was um, oh Lord, I can't I can't think of his name. No, no, Aaron. Uh, one of them. one of them guys. <laughs> one of them people. In the That's book. what happened when you drink before you do a podcast. Oh anyway, he told him to be correct, have courage, and to to gird up Your thou loins. loins. That's right. And that means get some nuts. That's what God <laughs> said. Gird up thou loins. loins. That's right. literally yeah. what it means. Right. And a lot of us don't have the courage to gird up our loins to get guts to have the fortitude enough to face ourselves to change ourselves we're saying we want one thing but we're not that thing that we want we're saying that hey i want a peaceful life but we're not peaceful we're saying we want to be this complete balance but we're unbalanced Mm. and you're gonna get see the thing about it is if you're a person who is not a bus person you're gonna do what it takes right to be on the bus right if you're a person who is not a dirty person you're going to do what it takes to live in a clean surrounding. Right. And so whatever you are a vibrational match to, whether or not it was imbalanced, whether it was a relationship or anything else, that was one thing that you taught me is when we were doing those um, the vision boards, and I, yeah. I love that because it helped me manifest everything that I've done in my life, those that 10, 11, 12 years ago. Right. And what I did was I focused on everything that I wanted. He was like, look, I'm putting nothing on there that you don't want. <laughs> positive things. Right. And I had, I, I want to, uh, to to have that air of Idris Elba. So I put that on there. Yeah. I didn't have a suit to my name. I, <laughs> all I had was military uniforms. I had suits that, that was nice, but some years went by, so it looked like a zoot suit. That's the second album on <laughs> So I had to upgrade a lot of things. Um, I placed in there different places that I want to travel to. Mm-hmm. I had placed the, the relationship and everything. I took that, um, I found it a few weeks ago. And I was looking at everything. And I was like, you know what? I saw my wife on the vision board. See? I saw my two daughters on there. Uh-huh. I saw the relationship that I had with uh, family and friends. I had even the work atmosphere that I and I wish I would have put some more money because I literally counted each hundred dollar bill. Yeah. And that's what I had for a month. I'm like, no, that should increase that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, you uh-huh. know, I put houses and different things. I put um personal training, mm-hmm. I put chess on there, just everything that I wanted to manifest. And I became a personal trainer. I've traveled to several different countries. Mm-hmm. I have the Everything that it represented, and someone actually said, "Man, you know what? You remind me. This when I had muscles. <laughs> you remind me of Idris Elba in a lot of. I was like, really? And then I thought back to that. And, and this one, I'm like, I just sure don't look like no dog on Idris Elba. But I, we were talking about something, and I reminded him of something from an interview that he had with. Mm. And it was just all of this stuff. And what I noticed is that 
every time that I would see that vision board, I was moving toward those things and didn't realize it. And things that didn't have anything to know, it made, it was easier for me to say no to things. Yeah. When people wanted me, you want to do this, that, no, because I'm doing this. And I'm thinking about the things that I wanted in my life. And, you know, when I would get approached by different women or if I would approach them and they would say the wrong thing, nah, because I'm thinking about the person that I want to manifest in my life. And even going into prayer, when I finally met my wife, she didn't want nothing to do with me. <laughs> Honestly, she was looking at me like, nah. But the funny part was the answer that I got in prayer is, I was like, why she don't like me? Why, why is it that she, this is the girl of my dreams, literally. Like, I dreamed about her. Mm. And he said, because you're not the man of her dreams yet. Right. Yet. And I had to become that. Right. <laughs> and it took a lot of sacrifice. But I learned that it wasn't sacrifice. And it wasn't discipline. What it was was really loving myself enough to say yes to me. Mm-hmm. I had to say yes to me. I had to say, you know what? I want this in my life. Let me take this out. I want that in my life. Woo. So Netflix can't take the the, the, the the issue here. And for me, I, you know, I have a lot of army injuries and stuff like that. And so I was way more consistent in the gym. And I was becoming the man that I should be. I remember he was telling me, look, if you want the woman in your life, you got to go sell it. I'm like, man, get the hell out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so true. Yeah. Right. Because it took a lot of power away from things that I did not want. You know, you take somebody out and y'all end up at the house and everything. They trying to get into it. I'm like, no, nah, you know, I'm not doing that right now. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm trying to bring something into my life. And she's like, what you mean? I'm right here. You must be gay or something. Right, right. I remember that guy. I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You must be no. But when you want something in your life, it takes for you to love yourself enough. We'll obey a boss in a minute. If they tell us to be at work at 8 o'clock, we there at be 8 there. o'clock. If they tell us, hey, I, I got this, this, you got a project and it's due in 12 days, you'll have it done. But when we tell ourselves, hey, I want to work out. Hey, I want to read this. Hey, I want to invest. Mm-hmm. I want to do this. We're not obedient yeah, to, to ourselves. To ourselves. Yeah. And really, that's what God <laughs> places. We're not being obedient to the spirit of God. Yeah. Because he yeah. put it in our spirit. And we're saying, you know what? I don't care what you're saying, God. I'm going to do, I'm going to watch this uh this TV show. I'm going to eat this food. It's no, terrible food. You can't do that. You uh. see what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny, though, that you mentioned about, like, the vision board and having things that you want. Where most people are lost when it comes to, like, having the life that they want to live is they don't know what they want. Oh, man. I mean, it all boils down to that. Like, they sit there, and and a lot of things that they even say they want are conflicting with other ideas that they say they want. Like, you you have some women out here talking about, well, I need a husband, and I want this type of man and everything. And then on the other hand, they saying, well, I'm still going through my whole phase. So, like, you can't go through you your whole phase and still and be wanting a husband. Exactly. Like, it doesn't matter. Well, that's your husband's match. a whole, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but hey. it's the same thing with money. You, you ever see people like, yeah. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Like, you're a businessman. Mm. Business y'all. But they're not ready to give up their brunches. Yeah. They only want to work eight hours. <laughs> you can't work eight hours and be wait. no entrepreneur. And That's unheard of. Even, <laughs> even Steve Harvey, he has that. I, I love one. Of, I like. I love Steve Harvey. <laughs> and Steve Harvey has this one video where he's on his show. He's talking about how you trying to do anything sleeping eight hours a day. You've literally stepped a third of your life away. 
And I heard that, and I don't sleep that much anyhow at times, but I heard that and I put it in perspective, like, damn, you're actually a third of your life. Because they tell you, you need to sleep eight hours to get, no, you don't. You get the little bit of sleep that you need to keep moving. Your body will tell you when you need to rest. But if you take four or five hours, keep moving. Do what you got to do. I ain't going to lie to you. I have this different philosophy on that. I know you do. Well, it's only because. This one is the cocktail. Because, like, I think that your body does need rest and you're supposed to get it. Eight hours? Yeah, absolutely. And this is why. See, like, if you manifest in the right life, you ain't got to work hard. You still be able to get that business because God is telling you all the right decisions that you need to make in order to run that business. And you ain't got to overwork yourself. But guess what people do? Like, they overthink and they sit there and they try to put all the pieces together. And because they doing it themselves and not letting God do it for them, they find themselves overworking um, and overthinking and not even getting rest. Okay. And so the thing is, is yeah, society will tell you, okay, you need to have like, it, it, yes, you should have multiple streams of income and all, but that don't mean you got to work for it. The thing is, is the, 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 ulti- the, the essence of uh, manifestation is really, it's an easier life. And that's the part that people don't understand. Like, I, it's funny because I worked harder making less money than I do now. I work less hours, get more sleep, <laughs> and I have made more money than I have ever in my life. Shame plan, like, dog. Shame plan. <laughs> I said, how did this happen? I, uh, because they always teach you, if you want to get, like, be successful in life, you got to work hard. That is a lie. You do, hard, you, you do not have to work hard mm. in order to have the life that you want to live. What you I have, get all the fans count. <laughs> <laughs> hey, God told you to do that. Right <laughs> no. <laughs> but the thing is. It's just fans. <laughs> Ceiling fans. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is that. Like, start start going back to what you were saying, like, about knowing what you want. See, the first thing is, like, even, like, when I started meditating or whatever, that was just, like, that helped me get the stress off of me. But the other things I discovered later on is I had to define what I wanted first. Like, if you don't define that, then, like, yeah, you can meditate to clear your mind, but the other parts, benefits that you get to meditation, you ain't even going to get that if you don't know what you want first. Know you're going. Yeah. So the thing is, is like, so if you want to manifest something in your life, whatever that may be, the first thing I think y'all mentioned it before is to actually write down exactly what it is that you want. Once you write down exactly what it is you want, you have a plan. You have a blueprint. Mm. Okay. This is my guidance in order for me to know what I'm about to embark upon, what my life is going to look like. Mm. Then the second part to that is, okay, in order for me to be able to get this in my life, I have to have a clear mind and I have to appreciate where I am. So you continue your prayer life, but your prayer should be different. Your prayer should be Thank you, God, for this place that I'm living in now. Thank you, God, for the raggedy car I got. Thank you, you know, thank you that I have a way to get to work every day. Thank you for the job that I have, even though I don't plan on being here long. You know, like, you got to thank him 
for those things. And then when you go to meditate, first you clear your mind because you don't want those like the, those negative thoughts that you feed yourself every day. We tell ourselves negative things every day. Oh, I'm fat or, oh, I'm, I'm not smart or, oh, I don't measure up to other people. So mm-hmm. that's the first step in meditation is clearing those thoughts. But then the second part of meditation is to also that list that you had of things that you wrote is for you to be able to visualize yourself doing those things. So if you see yourself being a wife, you actually, during meditation, have to see yourself being a wife. If you wanted to have kids, you got to see yourself playing with those kids. If you want to have a business, be an entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur, you got to see yourself during meditation actually being a successful business owner. Those are like the first steps. Write it down. Then thank God for the things that you already have. Pray, meditate, clear your mind, and visualize those things. Then you start to make tangible things out of the intangible. Mm. So once you see it and you visualize it, that's when you get into your vision board. You take the images of what you've seen and you put it on a board Mm. and then there's another step that i also do called scripting with that guess what we're the hour oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we've got to tune in part two tuesdays so no turn back in holla (laughs) 